Warning, this episode contains explicit content. Please proceed with caution. Whiskey, we automatically think it's a man's drink. However, whiskey is also a woman's drink. As a matter of fact, there is an international organization catered to women and whiskey. The organization is called Women Who Whiskey. That's right, Women Who Whiskey. It's an experimental whiskey club for women. The organization gives its members the opportunity to learn about the varieties of whiskey and cocktail culture and to join a network of like-minded women with a taste for curiosity and strong drinks. Interesting enough, the biggest chapter of Women Who Whiskey is the Los Angeles chapter. On this week's episode, I sit down with the Los Angeles chapter president of Women Who Whiskey, Kim O'Hannison. Let us go to that conversation and see what Kim has to say about Women Who Whiskey. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? I am here with Kim O'Hannison, president of Women Who Whiskey Los Angeles, and also co-founder, producer, and co-host of Whiskey and Poetry Salon, and also a certified whiskey ambassador. Welcome to the show, Kim. Thank you so much, Romeo. It's so fun to be on here. I, thanks for having me. Oh my God. Thank you. Actually, I'm, I'm glad you're here. Finally, we finally get to record this episode. Right. Now, I just want to get to straight to the point. Okay. What is Women Who Whiskey? Well, it's a, uh, my chapter is the um, first California chapter of an international uh, whiskey appreciation club for women. There are 28 chapters. Uh, the club was uh, founded by a woman named Julia Ritz Toffoli in New York in, uh, I think it was about seven years ago, 2016, I think, or no, anyway, earlier, 2011, I think. And um, so she grew the chapter, it's like 10,000 members. And then I was the first chapter in California. Uh, it's been about three and a half years that I started it. And I am very proud to say that my chapter is the largest in the world with 2,400 members. 2,400 members? Okay, first of all, Los Angeles, 2,400. You Okay, you got to tell me, how how did you get this amount of, like, members? Well, uh, I had... I. Because I started the Whiskey and Poetry Salon, um, I kind of had an idea about how to put together events, and, and I'd been drinking whiskey for a long time, and I'd become a certified whiskey ambassador uh, over the course of being uh, out of the, um, through the British Innkeeping Institute in Glasgow, Scotland. Wow. And uh, so I just, I'd been doing some private tastings, and I just had a sense, somebody had suggested to me, my friend Judy Lang, who is now, uh, she does bring your BYOB like a boss. So she's like very into whiskey as well. And she said, oh, let's, you know, maybe let's do this together. And I said, yeah, let's. You know, I was looking for something to expand because the Whiskey and Poetry Salon was kind of a contained, um, you know, uh, event. You can't get much bigger than like 25 members at a time uh, or guests at a time. So I wanted to expand and I felt I, I really had the instinct that the time was right. So, um, and, you know, part of what uh, it, Julia 
when she started the first chapter, she started because when she was in, um, when she first started, she'd go out to bars with her friends and they, somebody would invariably see some guy would say, oh, that's a big drink for a little lady. And so she, instead of, you know, being hassled, she uh, decided to form her own club. Well, because I've been drinking whiskey for a really long time, and I'm very confident in how I order. So when I go to a bar and say, Lafroig neat water back, you know, nobody says, that's a big drink for a little lady. They go, right right away, ma'am. Right. <laughs> so, so what I wanted to do was start the chapter with an emphasis, not on like making cocktails or, you know, drinking and making cupcakes or, you know, I wanted to be, be a serious uh, educational uh, oriented club for women. So, um, I first of all, I sent out a press release. Um, I, I had a, uh, I was an event planner. I mean, an event planner and also an event blogger for many years. So, I kind of knew how to write a press release in a way that I felt like would attract attention. And then I just worked really, really hard. I, I have been doing an event a week for three and a half years. So, and sometimes three, three to five events a month, a week, uh, mm-hmm. a month since I started basically. So three and a half years ago. So I just work really hard and I get a lot of people in. And I think that volume has uh, attracted more people as we go along. And I've been lucky to get a lot of press. So, Wow. Well, first of all, I'm going to say I, I, I was very impressed because we met at a, at, a, at, a, at a whiskey tasting event. Right, right, at Bar Jackalope. At Bar Jackalope. Mm-hmm. And the funny thing about, not the funny thing, the most interesting thing is when they were actually asking us, um, what notes do we smell in the whiskey? Uh-huh. You were one of the, I think, the only individual that was on the nail. You were hitting <laughs> all those notes. And literally, I would turn to see the the rest of the people when you would say, oh, this smells, I smell peat. I smell, uh, you know, I smell cinnamon right. or I smell uh, cloves. Uh-huh. Everybody would literally look at you and then they would t- smell. <laughs> you were so on it. I mean, is there, do you think that... Women have a better olfactory uh, smell when it comes to whiskey. Well, yes. I mean, that has been, I'm sorry, gentlemen, but uh, it has been proven in a Scandinavian uh, lab. So, you know, it's, you know, it's very authentic uh, that women um, have uh, better olfactory uh, sense and taste buds. There are more taste buds. They have more taste buds and their, you know, ability to you know, smell different smells is more refined. So that's one thing. Um, and actually, there's there's just recently, you know, when we were having the whiskey tasting at, at Bar Jackalope, we used these um, glasses called Glencairn glasses, right, which are kind of tulip shaped. Right. And the idea is that it, it uh, concentrates the nose for, uh, you know, the person who's drinking so they could really appreciate it. There is a theory now that uh a lot of women get kind of overwhelmed by the nose because it becomes so concentrated with those really? glasses that, um, you know, because a lot of women have such a refined nose as just like overwhelming oh, right. yeah, for yeah. them. So, I mean, I've never found that. Um, I think one of the reasons I've been drinking whiskey for a very long time, I always joke that the dinosaurs were roaming the earth when I first started <laughs> drinking whiskey. <laughs> but um, I also, I think this is one thing that helped me is I grew up on a farm. So I, you know, really, there was, I mean, everybody goes, oh, what does that mean that you smell like, you know, everything smells like manure to you. It's like, no, I have a lot of green notes. I smell a lot of fruit. I mean, I just kind of grew up not with a lot of urban 
um, you know, smells around. And when I first started drinking whiskey, um, you know, again, way back in the day, the, uh, and I might've said this to you when we were talking about Jackalope, the, the brand ambassador would come in and he would say, this is what you should be smelling. And if you didn't smell that or taste that, then you were failing at the, whis- at the whiskey tasting. And now the idea is, and I firmly believe this is appropriate, appropriate is that everybody brings their own uh, flavor story uh, and, and uh, profile to the tasting. Because, you know, our, our sense of smell is our most primitive sense, you know, just, right. I mean, because of danger and, right. you know, and I think also that's one reason that women have a more refined palate because they had to, you know, watch out for, you know, smoke and danger for children. Um, but um, now the idea is that whatever you, whatever you smell in a whiskey tasting is Correct, because you are bringing, you know, the smell of your grandmother's cookies, uh, picking blueberries in the summer and, right. you yeah. know, in Oregon. And whatever you bring is appropriate. Um, so, you know, I'm, I love that I was catching, you know, that I was nailing it <laughs> for a lot of people. But uh, I think that's, you know, I think everybody can do, can, can you know, have an, an advanced nose and taste. It's just a question of um, developing it and trusting in yourself. And that's why I want to start Women Who Whiskey uh, Los Angeles is so that women felt confident in asking questions and speaking up and saying, this is what I smell. This is what I am nosing. So, um, you know, confidence and, and education. So those were the two things that, you know, made me want to start the start the chapter. And that's really amazing because, you know, whiskey is always a sort of like type of like a man drink, you know, for a very long time. Yes. Um, although it's funny that that's the case because, uh, there's a lot of women, um, you know, well, this is an interesting story, uh, or a little bit of interesting history, American history. Um, when the colonists came over, they brought whiskey with them as medicine, you know, was used to, you know, uh, for, you know, coughs and foot ache. And I mean, they even uh, took baths in it to get rid of bugs, which I, I'm, wow. I'm hoping it's not lice. But, you know, instead, right, right, right. instead of saying, oh, that's gross, all I could think of was they were making enough whiskey so they could take a exactly. bath. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, it's that sounds great. But um, so the women, at, I'm sorry, you, were you going to ask? No, 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 no. So the women were the ones who were, you know, the distillers because it, at, you know, then it was considered, it was slow. You had to have a lot of patience. You had to have a refined, you know, sense of smell. Um, and there are, um, there are ads at the time, uh, men looking for wives and specifically asking that they have a be able to distill because no way yes because they were much better at it and it was also value added farming so if you had an excess of wheat it either rotted or you turned it into whiskey or if you had an excess of uh, apples it turned you made it into cider or they rotted you know so it was it was a way to and also um, you know it was easier to transport barrels or bottles of whiskey so but at the time um, 
because they were making it, it was, you know, a very small market. Right. So they were making it, you know, it would be able to be traced back if something was a bad batch. It would be able to trace back to Mrs. Jones or Mrs. Smith, who, you know, made the bad whiskey. Um, but women were very involved, uh, you know, at a, at a very early point in our history. Then what happened is in, I think it was in the late uh, 19th century, um, a law was passed that women could sell whiskey in brothels and bars. And then no all of a sudden, yes, way. yes, yeah. So then all of a sudden it became big business and what they called rectifiers were just buying huge amounts of whiskey and they weren't uh, refining it, which meant they weren't taking off the methanol, uh, you know, right. on the top, right. uh, which is, you know, you've heard the term blind drunk. So that methanol was like, because they were mixing it all up, I mean, that methanol, you know, that's what they use for industrial cleaning. So, so they were, mix, you know, mis, mix, mixing it all up and um, instead of taking that off the top. And so people were and they were also adding horrible things just to expand, you know, make more. So they were adding like prune juice, chloroform. Uh, yeah. I mean, just horrible things to make people feel, get drunker. But they were actually, you know, people are really going permanently blind, permanently paralyzed, and permanently dead. And they probably didn't even know that it was due to the whiskey. No, 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 no. Well, they didn't know why it was due to the whiskey. But anyway, so that was a turning point for, uh, you know, that was a turning point for why women uh, associated with whiskey then got a bad name, you know. So it's like, oh, women who are affiliated with whiskey are kind of low women or, you know, so prostitutes or... Because, um, you know, because it became big business and, and as opposed to a homegrown product. So, and, and that's very interesting that you say that the history of it, specifically with the brothels, because I think even till now, there is some sort of a stigma when you hear, oh, like you ask a girl, what's her favorite drink? I feel like when a girl or a woman says, like, I love whiskey, people have like this, like, they make that they have this reaction. I mean, yeah. and it's like as if you're an alcoholic, but right. that's not the truth. But we just have this perception, I think, because well, of the media. Yeah, I think it's. I mean, I I hope that you know, with organizations like Women Who Whiskey, we are changing that perception. Um, but uh, there are, yeah, there are still people who. Again, I feel like I'm very confident, so people rarely say that to me, but. Um, but there are, yeah, I think there are still, uh, there is still a stigma in some uh, areas. I think we're getting a little bit more sophisticated. But I also think that women um, have to have the confidence to, you know, have to have, uh, be, if they're educated, then they're confident about talking about it. And as opposed to seeming timid, it's like, I, you know, I think, I mean, I think right. the more confident you are, the more you are claiming the market, your place in that, right. in anything, a market. So, and that's, and that's so amazing because whiskey is such a camaraderie. It brings people together. It's a, it's exactly. a camaraderie. Exactly. And women are so, they're so good at socializing and, combining whiskey and, and and women i could only imagine the conversations it's that pretty fun <laughs> we have pretty fun we have pretty fun uh... and the stories that you guys tell i mean it, it's one of those and it's it's amazing that the two are so i i want to say both the whiskey and women do go hand in hand oh sure of course and what's interesting in um i mean i've i I do a lot of tastings just you know all male tastings you know i do a lot of private tastings i do uh you know commercial tastings um and it's interesting when uh certainly alcohol makes everybody 
you know, have bigger personalities and everybody talks more and everybody gets, you know, looser and more convivial. But it's interesting. Um, and I've talked to a lot of women about this. And this is one of the reasons a lot of women were really happy to find the club is is um, there's a tendency for um, men to kind of get very bro talk about it, you know, kind right. of very yeah, loud. Yeah. Yes. And, and I, and I, I, well, I understand that. I mean, I understand talking about whiskey because I am the biggest whiskey geek in the world. I've and noticed. So, and, <laughs> I've so, noticed yeah. and so, you know, when I, um, you know, I can talk about whiskey with the best of them, but I think there's a tendency, for instance, in tastings for men to talk over women. I think it's gotten, it's gotten better. Uh, but I think, but when women are talking, it's, it is more of a conversation as opposed to one-upmanship. I mean, that's a huge, huge generalization, you know. Um, I mean, I've been to many, many whiskey tastings where it is, you know, everybody is, you know, just chatting and having a great time, but nobody's trying to dominate the conversation. But I've also, and, you know, relatively recently been to, you know, conducted whiskey tastings where there's a lot of, um, you know, guys kind of, you know, kind of digging at each other, you know. We do have that competitiveness. Yeah. <laughs> so, and, you know, I mean, I nobody was nobody was including me in that. I mean, I can tease with people right. and, you know, joke with people. But um, but I tend to I tend to, you know, talk about the, I tend to like to talk about the whiskey. So now is do you think that is there a specific whiskey that women are drawn to like a specific taste or a specific blend you know is is there such a thing no i don't i don't think so um because i would assume women like probably the sweeter uh notes or the sweeter taste of, of not of necessarily I, I i think a lot of people kind of tend to think that but no i mean i would say novice drink you know novice whiskey drinkers in general um there are whiskeys that are um whether it's bourbon, whether it's scotch, whether it's Irish. And also, I just want to say one little note uh, about whiskey in general is a lot of people say, oh, I don't like scotch. I just like whiskey. Okay, whiskey is the umbrella term for any distilled uh, fermented grain product. I mean, there's a lot of other, you know, there's a lot of other um, aspects to that. But uh, so scotch is whiskey, bourbon is whiskey, Irish whiskey is whiskey, whiskey. uh, Japanese rice whiskey is, is whiskey, whiskey yeah. you know, so it's all whiskey. So, um, but not really. I mean, I, and I would say novice drinkers in general ha- tend to have, um, you know, I don't want to give them a, a very heavy peated whiskey, but that's kind of the case for men and women. And he, by, and peated is a, a very specific, it's a smoky scotch right. usually. Yeah, yeah. Um, but there's right. also smoky whiskey, American whiskeys. Um, and I think that's just, that's a, that's an acquired taste. I mean, I've been drinking for whiskey for a little while before I, uh, but the very first you know, peated smoky scotch I drank. I was just like, this is my boyfriend scotch forever. <laughs> so, and I've never, I've never, uh, you know, I've never wavered from, from that. That said, um, you know, I've done a lot of, um, <clears throat> for instance, a, a lot of uh, law firms or uh, corporations will hire me to do whiskey tastings um, for their female lawyers or female partners or whatever. And, uh, and a lot of and a lot of women will come up to me in the beginning and say, "I'm just telling you right at the beginning, I'm here because I have to be, but I don't like whiskey." I was like, 
totally understand, you know. Uh, and then often, I mean, if this is just anecdotal, but it surprises me how often it happens where a subset of the women who are there come up to me after telling me that they don't like whiskey and what they like is the most peated smoky scotch in the tastings. Really? Is there a specific reason why? No, I think it's, uh, I. well, I think... I, the reason I love Petey's, you know, scotches, I think they're more complex. They're more interesting. Um, I personally don't like, uh, I tend to like scotches more than bourbons. They do tend to be a little sweeter, but um, that's just case because I, that's what I grew, that's what I, not grew up, but that's what I started drinking. And that's what I drank for many years and didn't drink, you know, bourbons, but there are bourbons that are very chewy and muscular that are, um, you know, just as complex. And there are sweet, you know, uh, whiskeys that are complex, whether they're scotches or Irish or bourbons. So um, it's very, yeah, I mean, the the idea that, uh, there, I mean, that said, there are certain whiskeys in every category that um, if it's a scotch, oh, I might introduce this whiskey, you know, right. you know, give this whiskey to somebody. And it tends to be, and it tends to be, um, you know, more palatable. Um, but then, you know, it, it, it always surprises me. Or not more palatable, just um, uh, an easier entry, I guess I should say. Not more palatable, because it's all palatable whiskey. It's all great whiskey, you know. Uh, but um, but then, you know, I, I don't know why. It, and it's not every time. You know, I was talking about that anecdotal thing of, like, sometimes women who say they don't like whiskey at all, like peated scotches um and i'm not really sure why i mean i think it's just they you know maybe they maybe they had bad scotch maybe they had maybe they didn't (laughs) like sweet whiskey Whiskey. and maybe they you know a lot of people associate whiskey with like jack daniels you know which a lot of people drink early in in you know and that's a great product but you know that was a a product that a lot of people drank in college college and so it's not because there's you know uh anything bad with with jack daniels it's just that a lot that was an easy product whiskey for a lot of people to get a hold of back in the day and so you know, college experiences being what they were, unfortunately, or, you know, any other, I mean, there's other brands that are like that. So, um, now, um, if women out there, cause we have an, uh, international audience. Hi actually. everybody internationally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, if they wanted to know more about women who whiskey or, uh, let's say, or actually uh, join a local chapter or start a local chapter, how can they get in contact or how do they get involved in this amazing organization for so, for women to socialize and network? Um, well, there are, there are international chapters. Um, there's one in London. Um, there's one in, uh, in Nairobi. There's one in um, Geneva, I believe. And then there's a couple in uh, Canada. But the best way is um, to go to... Uh, www women with an e who whiskey with an e dot club and contact Julia and say that they want to start a chapter or uh, if you go to that same website um, there's a list of every chapter um, that is you know that we have internationally and every chapter domestically and I think there's 28 worldwide wow yeah that's pretty impressive yeah for six years yeah yeah 2000 well no no I started I'm sorry I think I may I misspoke earlier I started in 2016 Julia started I think in 
2011. So it's been a while, but still, I mean, eight years, you know, 28 chapters in eight years, that's extremely impressive. So, and there's more starting all the time. Now, are you seeing a huge um, uh, membership, uh, I guess, are you seeing more women join Women Who Whiskey? Especially now because women are more, I feel like they're 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 starting to become more uh, network uh, savvy, mm-hmm, and, 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 mm-hmm. and they're starting to create all these different types of event geared for women mm-hmm. uh, to empower women. Right? Is there? Are you starting to see like there's it's growing? Well, I mean, we hit twenty four hundred. Uh, within the first year. So that's kind of equalized, but we'll have um, some members drop out, uh, some members, but it's it's stayed about that. And we have a few gentlemen members, as I said, because of the sub, the gentlemen's chapters, it's a sub chapter, but it's still, um, it's still majority women, like 2,300 plus women. I mean, we have maybe a hundred men, you know, in the, in the entire chapter with that, that's with that sub chapter. So, um, I would say it's overwhelmingly women. We don't have any men joining, which is interesting to me. I think we've maybe had after the first little wave, maybe one man has, one man has joined since then. So it's been, you know, women come and women go. And then, uh, and then there's, you know, I think, and then I think somehow, people are getting involuntarily and unsubscribed. So, uh, so then I think women, you know, join and then they like, what, what happened? And then they joined back again. So I think it's amazing. I mean, I'm all about empowering. Um, I think women and men do speak different languages Mm -hmm. and it's about time that there's such organizations Mm -hmm. like women who whiskey, because for so long there's been like, members only for mm-hmm. men you right. know, clubs right you, go, you know and it's and women need these type of like niches and these type of environments because it's what it's what it's what it's what enhances right uh the evolution of 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 how do we, how do we empower each other right because oftentimes i feel like um women are always put against each other mm-hmm. or that's how society has mm-hmm. interpreted or mm-hmm. that's how, you know, media. It's a fun, it's a, it's a, it's a convenient, not fun, but it's a convenient, uh, dynamic for society. I think to, you know, to play, I mean, you know, the cat fights or whatever, but and, and that, generally speaking, I think women are tend to be very, very supportive of each other and very much so in the whiskey industry. I mean, there's, I personally always have the best conversations with women. <laughs> I really do. They're just, uh-huh. it's, it's, and it's, it has nothing to do it's it's just i feel like women are more understanding mm-hmm. they, they know exactly where you're coming from uh-huh. men, men are there and they can understand and they can comprehend but women can go into the details of things well i think it's easy to you know it's it's certainly with whiskey i mean you know it's very easy to you know kind of find a common ground but um you know kind of going back to what you're saying about you think it's important to have um these types of chapters i think even though um, men are welcome to all of our uh, events there are still every event is pretty much mainly women. And I think it's important for women to be the majority voice in the room. Right. You know, sometimes whether or not they're the only voice in the room, I think it's important to feel like, um, you know, they are supported in a way that they feel more and more confident, the more events that they come to, and they learn how to speak whiskey language. They know, you know, how to nose, how to taste, uh, you know, what, um, what it means to be barrel aged, what it means, um, you know, why you add water or don't, or why you add ice or you don't. And so I think it's just, it's like, it is like a little club and women have been, you know, kind of excluded from it. And I think it's nice to, you know, there is a, 
it, it when you think about it and think that women were the distillers back in the day, it makes a lot of sense that they would, um, you know, embrace it so much once they are uh, once they aren't excluded. So, and and I think that I mean, listen, the fact that women have better olfactory uh-huh. and the fact that women are good at, at socializing and, and they've been excluded in, 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 in the past from uh-huh. other clubs, you know, cigar mm-hmm. clubs or all these different lounges. And there's a lot of women who drink, who uh, smoke cigars. I mean, I smoked cigars for many years and then, you know, I got a bad bout of pneumonia and couldn't. Oh no. <laughs> could, well, yeah. Just was, yeah. But I, so I can't smoke anymore, but I love them. So, um, yeah. And I think a lot of women, you know, do. And, and, uh, and I, I think what the best part is that I think men most of the time, um, or, or are getting to the point where they aren't just like so thrown by a, a woman, you know, who smokes cigars or who drinks whiskey that they can at least incorporate it. And, you know, a, a lot of the, and I think it's a generational thing too, right. you know, I think, um, you know, if the older you are, sometimes it's harder to, you know, be new and, you know, come up with, you know, accept new ideas. If, you know, if you've just been used to being in this, you know, gentleman's atmosphere. Um, but then there's also some, as I was saying earlier, there are some young guys who, you know, kind of that bro tech thing of like, I'm not sure, you know, I don't know how to, I don't know how to, to, uh, to incorporate women into the conversation. So I think it's a learning curve for everybody. And, and I try not to make, you know, sweeping generalizations. I mean, I have some anecdotal evidence, but, um, Generally speaking, I feel like there's more melding that is going right. on than exclusion and, you know, more let's all talk together as opposed to, uh, you know, well, we're going to shut out this woman, you know, she's right. the only yeah, woman, yeah. you know, and again, the more confident a woman is, the more she's going to be able exactly. to make her voice heard. And I was about to say that, that that's actually amazing because if you can have, if listen, I think it's a very attractive quality and admirable quality that women who know their whiskey you can have a conversation, mm, mm-hmm, uh, especially mm-hmm. nowadays, you know, where we're so, uh, we're always on our phone, right. scared of, of the possible no. And uh-huh. you like whiskey, the guy like whiskey, if you can impress him, mm-hmm. and I'm not saying that this is the reason why, but I think it creates, uh, um, it creates c- kind of like a unity, but it creates a common language that you both, and it's an attractive quality. Yeah. I think it's attractive when someone knows something. It's, I think confidence. It catches people's attention. Yeah. I, I think confidence in any, you know, area, whether it's uh, sports or, and I think it's attractive when, you know, guys know how to do things that are, conti- you know, uh, considered, you know, more traditional women's, you know, uh, areas. I mean, you know, or cooking or, I mean, you know, my husband cooks more than me. <laughs> so, <laughs> I just go around and drink whiskey. So, and talk about whiskey. But, um, so I think it's, you know, I, I, what I hope is that, um, whether it's with whiskey or something else, the more people find a common ground, you know, the more we overcome these, you know, these stereotypes. And I mean, there's still the stereotypes. I mean, it's, which is unfortunate that, um, uh, it's unfortunate, but I am hoping that we are starting to, you know, to overcome that and to I have more so. of a blurring, yeah, yeah, I think you know, we are coming, and more overcoming ex- that. Yeah, I, th- yeah. I think that like, especially now with the whiskey industry, mm-hmm. it's, it's literally, I mean, it's changing so much and there's so many new distilleries. And I think I, 
I mean, it's amazing if uh, both male and female can actually come together and really have like that amazing conversation well, over whiskey. Yeah, sure. Um, absolutely. And a lot of the a lot of the uh, uh, distillers and the tasters and the blenders now are whiskey because they've discovered that, you know, women have better, you know, sense of, of nosing and tasting. And so it's like, well, let's get those it you know people in here. So, um, yeah, I think there's just it, you know, what you hope eventually is, yeah, of course, you know, you want everybody to be able to get come together and have a comfortable conversation over whiskey because it's a wonder it's so wonderful i mean it's just it's the best thing um and uh there's just so much complexity there's so much to talk about um there's so many nuances to dissect with somebody so it's really you know i mean and i hope i don't speak just for myself that you know you could have an entire evening's conversation just about whiskey i mean Absolutely. i hope i'm not you know <laughs> but uh, well, we've had we've had when yes when we at that uh, we were at at the bar. We were talking to, about whiskey, and I was just I was just sitting there like a little boy listening to you <laughs> tell me all this stuff. I was like, you know, I'm still learning, and and that's why you know this uh, this podcast. I created this podcast because I want the audience to learn because I feel like whiskey is such an intimidating mm-hmm. uh, subject, mm-hmm. and, and you don't know where to go with that. But and listen, thank you so much. For, My pleasure. For, thank you so much for having me. I, as obviously, I can talk about whiskey. Uh, nonstop. So, uh, so thank you. I really appreciate the opportunity to talk for half an hour. Well, listen, it, it's amazing. Women who whiskey want two more questions. Sure. Um, what's one thing you want your audience to know about women who whiskey? And also the second question is what's your favorite? Uh, <laughs> okay. Um, all right. Well, um, I guess the one thing that I want women to know is, <clears throat> um, you know, everybody is welcome. Um, you know, I think there are just as many women's clubs that, you know, you feel like maybe you can't join or uh, do I need to know about it before? We, you know, everybody from the newbie to the, you know, uh, someone who is very, very knowledgeable. We, you know, nobody needs to feel intimidated. Everybody feels welcome. I mean, we've had women show up. They're like, I just moved here and I was like shaking coming into this because I was just so nervous and I completely relaxed and I felt so comfortable being here. Thank you so much for this. So I was like, oh my gosh, that's the best. Um, And then what is my favorite? Well, I'd mentioned um, that I'm uh, the first was the first um, peated whiskey that I had uh, was Lafroig, which is oh, a very pe- a, gr- <laughs> a very peaty Scotch, yes. and that was and uh, it's you know it's still it's still my very favorite. It's my go-to Lafroig ten. Um, but that said, I. I have a huge whiskey collection. I mean, you know, hundreds of bottles. Wow. And, you know, I, I mean, you know, that's just, that was my first, you know, the first whiskey I drank where I just kind of went, oh my gosh, I'm in love, you know, but I, I, you know, one of my, on my Instagram posts, it's like, I've never met a whiskey I didn't flirt with or repeated <laughs> whiskey I haven't, I didn't amazing. love, but, and I do, I mean, I love all kinds of whiskey. I love delicate whiskeys. I, you know, I'm, I'm not a huge fan of really sweet um, whiskeys, but pretty much everything else, I find something to appreciate about it. And that's the great thing. You know, it's just, it's kind of like saying, no, I'm only going to have carnations in my house for the rest of my life. You know, I mean, right. you, yeah, 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 <laughs> you know, yeah. so anyway, so that's my favorite. Thanks well, so much, thank Romeo. Thank you. Well, that's it, ladies and gentlemen, for this week's episode. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, please feel free to email us at whiskeysextalk at gmail.com. Once again, that's whiskeysextalk at gmail.com. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.